You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. I realize now real estate is very much a team sport. Yep, yep. So if you're able to just like work with someone for maybe you know three or five years, it seems like a lot when you're younger, but it goes by really quickly. And during that time, you're going to learn so much. And the beauty is you're going to be learning it on someone else's dime. So like, you don't necessarily have to spend all the money on direct mail marketing or risking your own money on these investments. You just help someone else. So you understand the whole process. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hello, We Love Equity family. How are you guys doing on today? I am so excited. As you can see, I'm in a remote location again. You guys know I'm always busy moving around, so I'm not in the home studio. But I did want to make a special announcement and bring a special guest onto the show today. This is Sean, Sean Pan, based out of the Bay Area. And he's going to share with us today on about his journey, about fixing and flipping And he's also a hard money lender. So if you want to know what you need to do in order to have your property to qualify and the numbers you need to qualify for a hard money loan, Sean is going to dig into that on today. So Sean, man, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So man, give us a little bit of background about who you are. What did you do pre-real estate and kind of what are you doing now? Yeah. So before real estate investing, I was actually an engineer. I went to school at UCLA. I studied electrical engineering and I actually got a master's degree to be an electrical engineer working on satellite systems for a defense wow. contracting company. So while I was working that job, it was very you know, amazing. We we're working on billion dollar satellites that would go into space. But the thing is, I saw my coworkers who are maybe 25 years older than me or 30 years older than me. And they were always complaining about how they didn't feel satisfied in life. They didn't take the risk when they were younger to yep. career hop, try their own different businesses. And now they're in a position that they felt like they weren't in control of their own lives. And looking at myself, I thought, I don't want to be this in 25 or 30 years. Right. So even though I enjoy the job now, what's the future like? And so that's why I started trying different businesses. And of all the different businesses that I tried, real estate investing was the one that really made sense to me and the one that really stuck. So, so what so was- groups. So what, what were some of the other things that you tried? Because I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs here that listen to the show and they try different things and then they finally settle in on real estate. So just kind of give us, you know, one or two things that you tried before. Yeah, like in college, we actually started like a Craigslist killer, basically. We wanted to create, you know, a community-based, you know, trading platform, essentially. Okay. And we we're going to make it better because Craigslist is really ugly and outdated. Right. <laughs> um, and I was working with my college buddies. It went really well, but we were having a hard time getting more users on the platform, right? Because 
if they're already using Craigslist, they would just keep using Craigslist. Switch. Why would yeah. they want to switch in the first place? Exactly. We also tried doing e-commerce stuff. So I was selling products on Amazon. Okay. Uh, I even labeled my own like selfie sticks. I call them kawaii selfies. <laughs> I tried to sell them <laughs> online. I made some money from it, but from all this work and having inventory risk, you know, buying products and yep, having them yep. in the storage and paying for that, at the end of the day, you're only making a couple thousand dollars. So I figured real estate's better because you make more money per transaction. And so it's less work on your part. Okay. So for those people that are pivoting there, they trying to do some e-commerce, online stores and everything like that. Now they say, you know what? I want to do real estate. How did you make that pivot? How did you go from that, go from your engineering career over to real estate? So I actually realized that I want to be a real estate investor maybe five or six years ago. So okay. I started going to the local meetup groups and I started networking with other people, understanding their journeys and kind of emulating what they did. And I actually had to set myself like a timeline. I said, within three years, that's when I'm going to leave. So during those three years, I worked really hard at my job. I saved a lot of money and I started investing in different real estate things. And so it wasn't until I actually had several forms of passive income streams from real estate investing that I felt confident. I felt comfortable enough to actually leave my job as, as an engineer. Okay. Okay. So you went to these meetups. What were you primarily trying to, trying to learn by going to the meetups? In the beginning, I wanted to learn more about how to buy and hold and you okay. know, invest out of state. No one in my family invests out of state. So it was actually really hard to get into it. And that's why I wanted guidance from other people to figure out how they were doing it. Okay. Because you're being up in the Bay Area, you're an engineer, you know, properties up there, minimum $500,000. So you said, hey, you know what? I don't have the capital to deploy all of it right here in the Bay Area. Let's go elsewhere. Absolutely. And the price to rent ratios don't really work so much here in the Bay Area. So you can have a property for a million dollars, but it only rent for $3,000. So you're at the 0.3% rule. You won't okay. pay for the PITI expenses. Yeah, so you have negative cash flow coming in. Well, not coming in, but you're paying out of pocket. So it just really didn't didn't make sense. So you wanted to do some investing out of state. You had no one in your family, no one that you knew that actually invested out of state. How did you find that person or what did you find to give you the confidence to say, okay, I can do this? So I actually went to meetups and listened to podcasts for a whole year before doing anything. It's basically that whole like paralysis by analysis thing. Yep. But during that time, I really learned, you know, I understood what are the, some of the markets that were pretty good. I understood some of the key factors that you should be looking for when investing in the out-of-state market. And after I narrowed that down, I figured out, okay, if I'm really going to invest in this market, the next step is to find the right people. So then I went on forums like Bigger Pockets to find those right people. Uh, I connected with a lot of agents, property managers, and contractors, and eventually narrowed down my list to this core team of people that I really trusted. And okay. once I figured out who they were, once I lined up my financing with a, with a lender, uh, I was able to just hit the ground running. I said, just send me deals. When I find one that works, we're going to get it. Okay. So how did you pick the market? What, and what market are you in since you're investing out of state? And how did you pick that market? Yeah. So right now we're in several different markets, but the first okay. one that I was in was Jacksonville, Florida. Gotcha. Uh, at the time, this was like late 2016. Jacksonville was still a very up and coming neighborhood. And for me personally, there were other markets that were also very up and coming. But since I'm based in California, I'm not used to snow, right? Yep. I'm not used to tornadoes per se. And I figured that this tropical climate that Florida had was pretty similar to what we have here in California. So I felt comfortable investing over there. That was basically it. Honestly, when I was first getting started, it was just going to different meetup groups and seeing those like top 10 lists. Not every like city is going to be in the exact same spot, but most of those same cities show up on those same lists, if that makes sense. 
Gotcha. And the reason why I ask you that is because a lot of people, they have that fear of investing out of state. They feel like I have to be able to walk the property. I have to be able to touch it. I have to be able to, you know, meet the tenants and everything like that. And you're proving it that you absolutely don't have to have that in place. You just need to have a strong team. And you found that team, you know, through meetups, through bigger pockets, through online uh, resources, and you were able to pull the trigger and get started. Yeah, what if, I want to make a quick comment on that. Sure. So a lot of people do think that you need to be there to actually invest because it's safer. But I argue, like I'm not an electrician. I'm not a contractor. So me physically going to the property isn't really going to do much because I don't know what I need to know. Yep. I hire you know, property inspectors to go in. My property manager is a professional in that market. So they know what rents are. They have contacts for other contractors that they work with a whole bunch of times. So they get discounts. And so their teammates can tell them, oh, this is what you need to make this property rent ready. So yeah, me going there and staring at bricks doesn't really mean it's a lot. <laughs> there you yeah. go. There you go. Because a lot of people, they just have that old mindset of, I have to be doing something in order for it to work. And what you guys need to do and what you need to focus on is doing what Sean did. And that was building that team and then let that team deploy and use their expertise in order to make things happen. So Sean, that first property, how did you find it? And kind of what was the numbers on? You know, the first deal really wasn't anything too sexy. I understood that not every deal needs to be a crazy home run, especially if it's your first deal. Yep. You know, like your first deal should really just be a way that you can get into the business so that you understand the whole buying process. You understand how rentals work. You know, what are some of the, I guess, common like upkeep or things you need to do to make something rent ready. And so the deal I had was, was okay. This property was listed for around $100,000 on the MLS. And these owners were older folk who had a property rented out already. So I already knew that because it was rented out to tenants, that only an investor would, be, would buy this property. And this okay. property was also in the market for over three months. So it was sitting there for a while. I could tell that the sellers were kind of frustrated and wanted to sell. So I kind of lowballed them. I offered them $70,000. They didn't take it. I negotiated with I'm using my agent and the seller's agent. And I basically said, hey, let's do it for $78,000, but I'll pay everyone's closing cost, including okay. like their realtor. And they took it. You know, I did a cash offer on that one with delayed financing. So which means I bought it first and then I refinanced afterwards to get money back out. So basically all in, we were in for about $82,000 and it was renting for 900 bucks from day one. And, and you already had, already had the tenants in place. So you didn't have to do any tenant screening or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So you started with that one, but, and I'm going to get more into the, to the buy and hold model, but you, you're doing or was doing fix and flips also, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, that was a little bit later. Okay. Um, do you want me to go into those a little bit? Yeah. How did, how did you pivot from doing the buy and holds to fix and flips and where's, were you doing those remote as well? Yeah. So the, the good thing about the buy and hold strategy is it's very simple, right? You find a property that works, the cash flows, you buy it, and then your team handles the rest. But you're going to find a big problem, which is you're putting down 20% every time you're buying a property. Yep. So, you know, like I was working a full-time job as an engineer, but it doesn't mean I have infinite funds to then buy more and more rental properties. So I realized if I wanted to scale my rental portfolio, I need to find another business that can give me more cash. Well, what's a very easy business that can give you cash? Wholesaling yep. and flipping homes. Yep. Um, in the Bay Area, home prices go for around $1 million in as-is condition. It's nuts. So that means the buy and hold model doesn't work here. But the flipping model works very well here in the Bay Area. Because okay. you can because a spread of like 10%, that's 100 grand. 100 that's grand, a full year right. salary as an engineer, right? But long story short, I was attending these meetup groups. 
I was volunteering to you know, provide value and to network with more investors. And just by hanging out you know, day in and day out, eventually a friend of mine had a deal that she couldn't do herself because she ran out of money because she was doing too many other projects and was like, Sean, do you want to partner on this deal with me? I was like, sure, I have the funds. I have the time. Let's do it. So this property was actually around five minutes away from where I was working at the time. And Wait, before you, before you yeah, go there, right. Sean, the power of the meetup, the power of being out there, because you were out there, you were going to the meetups, a deal came to you. You didn't have to go out there. You didn't have to market. You didn't have to scour the earth and look up under rocks. Somebody brought the deal to you. Yeah. So yeah. I, tell, I tell people the importance of getting out there, meeting people, going to the meetups, going to the different real estate classes and things like that. That way you can not only get the education, but you can meet people that may be able to bring assets to you. So just wanted to Absolutely. jump right in there. Yeah. And I would say, make sure you go to the right meetups too. Like there are some meetups where they charge you a lot of money or there are some meetups where they're just trying to push something onto you. Mm -hmm. And then there are meetups where you pay like 10 to $20 to go and learn something and meet people. Those are like amazing. So yeah, I mean, but it was me showing up and not expecting anything, right? I wasn't always there hounding for deals. I was just available and always there. Yep. And so they saw me as a trusted person, like someone that they like do, do business with. In any case, we got this deal. I knew it was really close to where I was working. I understood the market and it was listed for, or it wasn't listed, it was off market, but we got under contract for $865,000 in as is condition. The sellers needed the money because the dad was sick and was trying to move out. Eventually we closed on the property, put about 75,000 into it. And then three months later, somehow we sold for $1.4 million. Wow. So we made a lot of money on that one deal. That's my best deal to date. So I got really lucky on that very first deal. Quick cash. Yep. Quick cash. Yeah. So... Uh, so by Christmas that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By doing that, now this is your first fix and flip. Where did you find the contractors or did your partner already have those resources? Yeah, so my partner, she did everything. Actually, she's really famous now. She has a big YouTube channel. Her name's Elisa. So shout out to Elisa. Okay. Um, yeah, she really helped me out on that very first deal too. So like, she had the resources, but she just didn't have the funds at the time and the mental capacity either because she was doing too much. So I had to gotcha. handle that on point and you know, handle the financing and all that stuff too. So JV partnered on this deal. You guys made quite a bit of money. It got you more money in order for you to buy more rentals or did you just now just say, you know what? I like this money from the fix and flips. Let me stay in this vein and then I just take that money and buy more rental. Kind of tell us what you did there. Yeah, it's kind of a mix of both. So I did do more flips in the Bay Area. But the thing is, I got a little bit too big headed and got a little bit too greedy. So I thought, oh, this one fix and flip was so easy. I made so much money. Let's do it again. And I feel like at that time, I made a big mistake where I scaled too fast. You okay. know, I, instead of doing one project at a time, I decided to do three or four projects at a time. So some of them made money Ouch. and then some of them lost money. Right. Yep. And from there, I had a really big learning lesson. Like, okay, like I understand like my mental capacity, I understand maybe I shouldn't do too many projects at once, at least not now. And then there's like a whole combination of different things that happened during that time where I started my own podcast. I started my own meetup group and I started my own YouTube channel. So okay. from there, it was weird. It was like, I was doing real estate investing. I was getting passive income from my rentals. I was making money from my flips, but I wasn't really feeling satisfied because it was just all about me, right? I was making money. I was yep, doing this, yep. but I wasn't really helping other people. But now with the podcast, with the YouTube channel and the meetup group, I'm helping tons of people. And this actually kind of segues into my next phase of my life, which is I was helping all these people. I was referring different friends to different people for different uh, things. And one common thing that people always wanted was lending. And so I was referring people to my lender who I use a lot for my hard money lending stuff. 
Uh-huh. And eventually they said, Sean, just work with us. And so even though I left my job as an engineer because I didn't want to work that you know, nine to five job anymore, mm-hmm. I realized, oh, I'm doing all these things for free anyway. Like I'm doing a podcast meetup on YouTube. Now I can make money from it by doing loans too. So now I'm a loan officer as a hard money lender. And okay. it's a lot of fun because all day long, I just take calls from friends and like give them money. So before we go there, let's take a brief break, hear a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll finish up a little bit on your fixing, flipping and your, and your buying holes. But then we'll dig into the lending because people really want to know where they can get money and what they need to do in order to qualify for the money. So let's take a brief break. We'll hear a word from our sponsors and come right back. PropString is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers. With 100% coverage across the U.S., PropString provides a deep dive into any property's specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sell prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but it is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to crowd.propstreampro.com slash we love it. Okay, guys, we are back on the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, and we're here with Sean. And Sean is a hard money lender, fix and flipper. He is a buy and hold passive investor, invest out of state. So he's in Cali and investing in in Florida, so cross country. So if he can do it, you can definitely do it. You just got to build and find the right resources. So Sean, now you have this portfolio over in Florida. Now, tell me, is all of your assets in Florida or where are they at? No, so we have properties in Georgia and Texas as well. Okay. And uh, my fiance even has one here in the East Bay in California. Okay, so Cali, Georgia, Texas, Florida. And you're doing all of this through the help of your resources as far as your partners. And that's your property manager and agents, correct? That's right, yep. And refresh everybody's memory. Where did you find these people at? Ooh, so most of them, I would say initial contact is through a website like Bigger Pockets, where once we determine the market we want to go into, we just write on the forums and ask for help. Like, hey, what are some of the great zip codes to invest in in these markets? You're going to get a lot of people applying to them. A lot of them are actually investor-friendly agents. And you can just call them and see how they act on the phone. Some people are really friendly and will tell you everything. And some people are you know, not so good on the phone or they just reply back to you. And then of course, we also go on Facebook groups. We found some wholesalers through that method too. And then a lot of people are just referrals from those initial points of contact. Gotcha, gotcha. So again, nobody that you physically had to go out and sit down, had dinner with, meet and everything like that because you're, you know, 3,000 miles away, but you did all of this via online. So guys, there's absolutely no excuse. You know, if you have the, the time Get out there, get online, go to the different networking groups and find what you need. The resources are out there. You just have to be where those resources are. And you can easily find that by, again, doing some research and going online. So, Sean, you're doing all of this, man. You started the podcast. We're, we're going to talk about that briefly also. But now you're a lender. So how did you get into the lending space? I know you said that you were you know, referring everybody over to your lender, but you knew absolutely nothing about lending. So 
you know, how did you know how to follow the regulations and the laws and everything like that? Well, it's funny because as a borrower, I feel like you learn a lot about the lending space. You learn about the different limitations because as a borrower, you want to ask all the different questions. Like what's the yep. maximum LTV I can get? What kind of properties do you guys lend on? And so by the time I got you know, tapped on the shoulder to join the team, I had a pretty good understanding of hard money loans. I mean, a lot more than just a regular person just walks off the street and joins a company. So by that time, I was actually a pretty good asset because <laughs> I didn't need any real training yep, to, to yep. do this job. Okay. So, and you're, and what's the name of the hard money company? Uh, it's called Conventus Lending. So we're based okay. in San Francisco, but we can lend pretty much nationwide. Okay. So tell us a little bit about it, man. How, what's, what's the max LTV, you know, what's the turnaround time, things like that, just in case somebody want to borrow some money from you. Sure. So we have two types of loans. One is a short-term loan, which is our typical hard money loans for fix and flip projects. These are going to be 12 month interest only loans. Rates usually starting at 8.5% and we charge one point for the origination fee. So what that means is, let's say your loan is for $200,000. Then your, I guess, interest will be $17,000 per year. So your monthly payment would be 17,000 divided by 12. So it's very easy. It's interest only. Okay. And then one point. So one point means 1% of your loan amount. So if your loan was for 200,000, then you pay 2000 in origination fees. So our rates are pretty competitive because we do a lot of volume. Okay. I mean, how much, uh, I, yeah. I didn't hear, what, what was the LTV? How much money we got to put down? So it depends on your experience. Okay. So if you are a brand new investor, we work with brand new investors all the time, but we're going to be limited to about 80% LTV. Okay. And that means 80% of the purchase price. Uh, we can also do some rehab loans as well. So if you need funds for your rehab budget, we can do that as well. Okay. So if you're more experienced, we can go up to 90% of purchase price and possibly even 100% of your rehab budget. So we can be very leveraged for you know, people who have a lot of experience. Okay, and, and what's that experience threshold? Is that five or more uh, flips, 10 or more? You know, there's no real like guideline per se. Everything's pretty flexible. But generally okay. speaking, we want to see maybe nine deals in the past three years. So whether okay. it be buying holds or fixing flips. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and let's see. And you guys loan across the country, correct? Yeah, so we loaned in you know pretty much every state, but there are some states that have special regulations that we can't go into, like Arizona, Nevada, uh, Louisiana. I think they need like a physical brick and mortar location in those states to lend in those states. So we can't do those for now. Wow, and I'm in Arizona, and I can't I can't even get any money from you, Sean. That sucks. Not man. yet. Maybe in the future. <laughs> Another thing that we have though is the long term rental loan program. So this was actually pretty exciting because it's relatively new. Typically, when people are trying to buy rental properties. They were always limited with two things. One is the debt to income ratio, which means that if they're not making enough money from their full-time jobs, like if they're self-employed or if they're an entrepreneur, then they don't have W2 income. They don't have good numbers on their tax returns. And therefore lenders wouldn't give them money to buy rental properties. Another issue is if they had too many rentals already or too many loans, yep. and after 10 loans, you couldn't get financing anymore either. Yep. So now we have a 30-year long-term rental loan program that kind of does away with that issue because we don't look at your income. We don't look and don't care if you have like a bunch of loans. What we care about is if the property itself can sustain itself, right? We do something called a DSCR check. We make sure the income can sat, can pay off the, you know, principal interest taxes and insurance. Okay. And if it does, then we can give them a loan, a 30 year fixed loan for rates as low as 4%. Wow. So wow. it's really and powerful and it's new. And that's why, you know, I guess I'm on my show talking about it. And that's at 20% down also. Um, it can be, it can be. That's okay. maximum LTV. Although I've seen that for most of my clients, they prefer to be in that sixty or sixty-five percent range. 
for a cash out refinance. These people have like large portfolios and okay. they were using private money loans to fund them in the past at like eight or 10%. So now we come in at, you know, 4%, 5%. They love it. Wow. Wow. That sounds good. I mean, that sounds tantalizing because I'm kind of in that situation where you have the private money loans at 8% and you're like, okay, well, I need to roll these out and get some conventional loans on them. And you guys be able to provide that. So I'm definitely going to talk to you about that, Sean. And is that across the country or is that still those stipulations you can't do it in certain states? Unfortunately, we can't do it in Arizona at the time. Okay. Well, good thing most of my rental properties are not in Arizona, so we can definitely okay. talk. <laughs> okay. So you're doing everything, man. You're, you're doing the uh, podcast. You're doing the meetup, fix and flip, passive income, lending. What aren't you doing, Sean? What else, man? What, what, what can people reach out to you about and get information? Tell us about your meetup, man. Where is that at? Sure. So I guess, first of all, what am I not doing? Yep. We haven't been really big on the short-term rental space just yet, but we are mm -hmm. trying to get into it in the very near future. You know, my fiance is very interested in that and she loves the whole like design aspect of it. It's okay. basically like a mixture of fix and flipping and buy and holds all into one is Airbnb and short-term rentals. Well, you just uh, got to convert one of your properties in Florida and just try it out. Exactly. Actually, we're going to rent this place out. This is my personal residence. We might move in the near future. So we're going to make this into like a Airbnb, but okay. not necessarily a short-term rental, maybe like a 30-day rental. Okay. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And then tell us about your meetup. Yeah. So my meetup is called the Everything Real Estate Investing Meetup. You can find it on meetup.com slash everything REI. We meet up twice a month and because of COVID, you know, we've been doing it all online. So no matter where you are in the country, or even if you're not in the country, you can join our meetup groups. It's usually the second and fourth Tuesday of the month. And we have two types of events. So one is a pure networking group. So we kind of simulate the bar experience okay. uh, where I break everyone out into separate you know, groups of four or five people. So you just network with those four or five people. And every 20 minutes we switch. So doing this is a great way to kind of mix experienced investors with brand new investors. And then you talk gotcha. and then after 20 minutes, you know, you break away. If they want to, if they want to connect uh, further, then they, of course you can get their contact information and talk offline. And then the other meetup events we have is when I invite a guest over to talk about a certain product or their investing strategy. So I've had tons of flippers come through, talk about how they flip remotely using like robots and cameras. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. A lot of times different uh, strategies um, at our meetup groups. So those are always a lot of fun and they're done through Zoom. So very simple. Okay. So what, what's next for you, man? What, what are you seeing that you're going to be moving into? I know you said the short-term rental space. I, I, I believe I answered my own question. That's next for you. But what else? Yeah. So I'm based here in the Bay Area, right? And yeah. I've been I'm pretty successful making connections and doing loans here. But because of this whole working remotely aspect of it, we're actually thinking about moving to Texas. We okay. were there about two weeks ago. Uh, on a trip overseeing a property that we recently closed on. So this property we bought is this like 3,000 square foot mansion, but there's mold all over the place. It's like really disgusting. And if you guys want, you can check out that video over my YouTube channel. <laughs> it's like <laughs> okay. really gross. We're going to go in there and completely gut all that you know, mold like drywall, remediate it, and bring it back up to you know, rental standards. So this okay. deal is going to be pretty good. You know, we bought it for around $120,000. We'll spend around 70000 or so to do the mold remediation and repairs. It should be worth $300,000 or more gotcha. in the ERV. So when we do our cash out refinance, we'll get all of our money back out. And it'll rent for around 2300 a month. So we should be cash flow positive on this, on this deal. And what, what part? Uh, this one's near Austin. 
about an hour okay. north. Okay. So, so we're actually going to move to, yeah, we're going to move to central Texas. We're not sure if we're going to go to Dallas or Austin quite yet and then try to scale our operations over there. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Sean, I'm going to put you on a hot seat real quick. I know this was a short episode today, guys, but I told you it was just a quick special announcement episode. But Sean, let's put you on a hot seat real quick, man, and get some information from you. Starting over, what would you do differently? Starting over, you know, honestly, I would try to work with another investor who's really doing what I want to do and then just follow them and give them more value. I think in the very beginning, I was very, how do you say I won't say cocky, but I kind of want to do everything on my own. Whereas I realize now real estate is very much a team sport. Yep, yep. So if you're able to just like work with someone for maybe, you know, three or five years, it seems like a lot when you're younger, but it goes by really quickly. And during that time, you're going to learn so much. And the beauty is you're going to be learning it on someone else's dime. So like you don't necessarily have to spend all the money on direct mail marketing or risking your own money on these investments. You just help someone else. So you understand the whole process um, for free, basically. Hey, be an intern. That's exactly what I did. And I did it later in life. Um, I started and I worked with a group for three years, just like you said. And I learned about direct mail marketing. I learned about fixing and flipping. I learned about wholesaling. And it was on someone else's dime. And I made money because I was doing acquisitions for them. So it was really OJT on the job training. And guys, if you're out there and you're looking for some resources like that, just make sure you give me a call um, or Go to the link below here on a YouTube channel or wherever you'll see my information. Go to MarcusEmaloney.com. We can definitely connect. And I'm sure Sean could probably help you in that area as well if you're in the Bay Area or in Texas. So Sean, okay. So next, who or what is your current inspiration? You know, actually my fiance, she inspires me pretty much a lot. It's funny, we have very similar backgrounds where we didn't want to work the corporate life for the rest of our life. And she's a, a go-getter and hustler. So, you know, I'm very honored to like be with her. And yeah. All right. Shout out to, to the girlfriend. What's her name? Your fiance? Yeah. Her name's Sharon. Sharon Sung. All right, Sharon. Shout out from, from Sean here. <laughs> okay. And then what is one characteristic you believe every high producing investor need to have? You know, there are a lot of, I guess, common answers, but mine might be a little bit uncommon. I think that's humility. So even though, yes, it takes a lot of grit, perseverance to go out there and make a lot of money, I think it takes a lot of humility to be able to understand your limitations and then to work appropriately. So in my example, I didn't have humility when I was younger. And so I did too many deals and I kind of blew up in my face. So it's not about just making a lot of money. It's also about being able to hold it and be wise about investing it in the future. There you go. And then lastly, what's one good book recommendation you can provide for us? So this is funny too. There's a lot of books out there about business and real estate. And to be honest, I feel like I've read them all. So now I'm reading more into like old, either like fiction or old history. And the reason why I like reading those books is because these are like time-tested tales that have like a moral story behind them. Mm -hmm. So for example, I'm reading this book called like The Romance of the Three Kingdoms. It's about these Chinese warlords back in the early like 200s or something like that. It's really cool. Just like hearing about the stories about how you deal with talking to generals, talking about loyalty, all that stuff too. So it's just really okay. cool for me to read those kind of books. All right. Sounds great. Sounds great. Now, lastly, in parting, tell us how we can get in touch with you. Share your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you have as far as social media. How can we get in touch with you, Sean? Yeah. So if you guys want to hear more real estate investing content, you can check out my podcast. It's called the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. I also have a YouTube channel. You can find it at youtube.com slash Sean Pan Invest. 
If you want to email me, if you have any questions about hard money loans, my email is Sean, that's S-E-A-N at everythingrei.com. You can email me there. I read every email. And if I don't respond, it might have gone to my spam folder. So just hit me up again. Okay. So everything real estate, contact Sean, find out information about lending, find out where you can meet them at as far as the meetup. You have the Everything Investing podcast where you can listen to Sean as he interviews guests. So again, Sean has everything that you need. So make sure you get over there, check Sean out. And always, always, you know, on my end, remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you guys. And I'll see you next week. Thanks, Marcus. All right, guys, thank you for joining me on today. Again, today's show was just a quick little special announcement I wanted to get out to you guys. Also, I want to let you know that don't forget, if you are not a part of the We Love Equity family, make sure you subscribe to not only this to the podcast, but also to the YouTube channel. And then you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter at MRCS Maloney. Uh, you can find me. I work closely with Azria. So you can go to, if you're local in the Arizona market, that's azria.org, azria.org. You can find me there teaching classes, working with people. So the information is out there for you to really join me. And then also go to my website, marcusemaloney.com. That's M-A-R-C-U-S. E as in equity, Maloney, M-A-L-O-N-E-Y.com. But if you just Google my name, you'll see all of my articles, everything that I've done. And I'm not doing this to brag, but I want to make sure that you guys get some of these re free resources that I have out there in the uh, universe for you. So if you want to know about, you know, wholesaling, fixing, flipping, we have a, a rental portfolio education, all of that information is out there. Just go to MarcusEMaloney.com and I would love to meet you and speak with you in person. We also offer a 15-minute free consultation. So if you go to the website at the top of the banner, you'll see that 15 free minute consultation link. I would love to jump on the phone personally, me personally, and talk with you about anything real estate related or business related. So remember, I'm here for you. I love you guys. Thank you for being supporters. I want to make sure that I'm giving the content that you guys need. So also feel free to give me a rating or review. That way I know what I'm producing and providing you is what you're really looking for. So remember, MarcusEMaloney.com and always, always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.